So you're having a website or you already have a website. This episode is part two of the one we started about websites. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to do so by being an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city for the kingdom's purposes. My name is Bull Kerry, and I'm the host for you for this show, Thrive 1110. And you can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or going to the thrive1110.ca website. That's thrive1110.ca. And while you're there, you can leave any questions you have, any comments you have, or just to say hi. It's always appreciated. So we have started talking about websites. And in the previous episode, I started giving you um, 12 things, 12 musts that your website should have in 2022 so that it works for you. Instead of just being out there on the web, on the internet, and not doing anything for you, maybe actually hurting you because it is not a website that conveys really the value and who you are. Instead of that, these 12 things are really going to help you make over your website or build your website, whether you are a business or a ministry, um, even a church, as a matter of fact. It's going to help you build your website, make over your website in a way that will make webs your website visitors stay longer on your website and engage more with your pages and with your content and eventually get in touch with you or do whatever is the action you want them to take while they're on your website. So these 12 things, we started talking about them last week um, in the last in the previous episode. So you can go back and catch up on that. And I will attempt to finish um, this these 12 points today. We, we covered um, seven points during the previous episode. And I'm going to quickly recap them. You can go back and, 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 and get the details. Number one, your header. In your header, that's the first thing that people see when they land on your website. People should see uh, who you are. They should, without having to look around, see who you are. That doesn't mean that you put a big, big logo on that header with your company name in big and bold. No, that's not the point. But it should be obvious who you are. Um, what you do, what you offer, that should be obvious. Uh, and the key there is being clear rather than trying to be clever. If beyond being clear, you can also be clever, that's fine. But that's very rare in my experience that I see uh, 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 websites that are both clear and clever or clear and funny. Most of the time, people go for something clever, for something that sounds smart, something that sounds funny, but at the expense of clarity. And in this context, clarity wins. So you want to go back to the basics and be very clear so that in a matter of a second, a fraction of a second, people can know what it is all about, what you're offering. And you also want it 
to have an aspirational identity there. So you want to express how the visitor or your target client, how they will feel or be once they've used your product or your service or once they've benefited from your ministry. So that has to be on the header. The other thing is call to actions. Um, that was point number four. You want the call to actions there right on the header. Again, the header is the first thing visitors see when they land on your website. So you want two, at least two times the call to action right there and avoid things like learn more. That's a weak call to action. Number five that I mentioned, you don't want a header that is cluttered, that is crowded by a heavy menu. I know you want people to know all of the things that you do, all of the things that you offer, all the beautiful stuff that you're all about, but don't clutter the menu and don't clutter the header because what you're doing is simply uh, um, um, making the visitor um, um, divert their focus instead of channeling their focus exactly where you want them to be looking at and getting the message you want them to be getting. And um, with the people I, I, I help, I also use a tool that actually helps us try different configuration of things so that we can know uh, with these variants, these variations, what actually catches people's eyes when they land on your website. So like I said, if you want a free review of your website, uh, a free check against these 12 points that I'm, uh, that I'm completing today, just reach out to me, bold at thrive1110.com. That's my email, bold at thrive1110.com. Or you go to the website, uh, sorry, thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. And you reach out to me through there. And uh, you just leave me your, your website address, tell me who you are, etc. And uh, I'll review this and send you a free complimentary review. And you do whatever you want with it. Uh, because that's something that beyond the financial aspect of things, I help entrepreneurs with oftentimes review their websites and give them advice in that sense. So that was number five. Don't crowd, don't clutter your menu, your header. Number six was that it was important to have um, a call to actions, not just in the header, but strategically placed throughout your website so that this um, call to action, people will see it as they scroll down your page, your landing page, or click to visit your other pages, that the call to actions will be seen. And it is important because repetition, even though it may seem or sound annoying to you, repetition, when it is well done, it actually helps anchor your message and tell them what you want them to do. Again, you can go back in the previous um, episode and get the details of these um, six points that I that I uh, these six points that I just quickly recapped for you, and um, I also touched on number seven, which was the messaging. But I went really fast with that. So today I want to start back with number seven, which was the messaging. Bold. Let's get practical. And it is important that your messaging throughout your website. That is what you say throughout your website, whether it's in the header, uh, towards the bottom of your, your landing page, uh, the middle of your website, all the pages, basically. Uh, it doesn't matter what type of business you are. It doesn't matter what type of 
ministry or church you are. Messaging is messaging. And there are principles uh, for good messaging that you do not want to violate. Otherwise, you will end up with a messaging that is confusing, with a messaging that actually um, do not encourage people to stay on your website, but rather uh, keep your bounce rate high. That means people come and, and, and land on your website, but they, but they quickly go back. They quickly leave your website. You don't want that. You want them to stay engaged with your website for longer periods of times and come back and visit your website often um, so that they can eventually take the action you want them to take. So your messaging is going to be key with, uh, for that. And talking about messaging, it has to be clear. That's number one. And that's the same thing as what I was saying about what you offer. Your messaging has to be clear. Forget the clever stuff at this point. Just go back to basics and convey a clear message. If beyond the clarity, you can be funny or sound smart, etc., that's fine. But clarity wins all the time. So you want um, a clarity. Number two in your messaging, and I'm still within the point number seven. Number two in your messaging is your messaging has to be about the people who are visiting your webpage. So um, don't go off on a tangent of talking about you and you and you and where you've come from and uh, 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 um, this is the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or the tenth generation of the business and uh, this is, no, it's all good. But, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, people like to see themselves in, in what you're saying. So you want to be talking about them about their story in your messaging. And there are principles to do that well. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you, you, you use those principles, you use those frameworks to come up with the story that matters for your clients, for your visitors. And then you use that throughout your website for the various products you have, for the various services you offer, for the different things your ministry does, your church does, etc. You use that clear messaging that also talks about your target clients, about your ideal visitors, rather than you and who you are and what you do and how awesome you are. There is a, a place for that, but the focus of your messaging on your website should be about the other, should be about the visitor. Actually, in one of my previous episodes on marketing, um, I told you how Jesus met people where they were with stories. And, uh, and, and, and in doing that, Jesus was actually uh, responding to the specific needs and pain points of these people he was meeting. So why uh, not do the same? So you want the story to be about them. You want the story to show that you understand them that you understand their wants, their needs, their desires, and that you also understand their pain. And uh, if that sounds too much for you, it is actually not complicated. It is very simple. There are frameworks for you to do that, no matter in what industry you are, what you want to do on your website. Maybe it's just a personal, a personal website, and that's okay too. You can use those principles to have a winning website, a website that actually works for you and not against you. Because 
many times um, people have great stuff to offer. They have great value to offer to the community. But it is um, really sad to see that the way they communicate, the, the point of contact with people, with their target clients, with the people they actually want to reach, conveys something that is not attractive and that is not memorable. So you want to avoid that trap and have a messaging that is clear, that is about your clients or your prospective clients, showing that you understand them, showing that you know their pain, and showing that actually you 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 know their aspirations and you have something that will give them value. So you're getting away from sales completely and you're engaging and inviting those visitors into a story that matters for them where they can see themselves. So that's what you want your messaging to portray on your website and actually on your other types of media, be it social media, etc. So that was point number seven. Now let me move uh, messaging, point number seven, messaging. Let me move now to point number eight, which is um, how to do business with you. So after you've talked with them, um, after you've, you've, you've had call to actions, in short, CTAs, uh, strategically placed on the website, you actually want to have a place on your website or several places where people know how to do business with you. It sounds simple. It sounds silly. It sounds basic. But unfortunately, many, many businesses don't do that. And that impacts the performance of their websites and the, and how they connect with people through the internet. So you want to tell people how to move forward or you want to show people how it looks like to work with you or to engage with you so that they know uh, after you've convinced them, after they saw themselves in the messaging that you're portraying, after really you've touched them on your website, they need to know what the next steps look like for them so that they know that they're going forward on, 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 on a clear pathway instead of having to figure out, okay, but how is it to work with this person? How is it to work with this business? How does this product work? Um, how, how, how do I go from here to the, to the point where I, I'm actually benefiting from this product? What's the pathway? So you need to describe a very clear, very simple pathway so that the visitor sees what comes next after they make the decision to engage with you, to engage um, and actually follow through with your call to action. You want to make that clear because clarity compels people to take action. When they know what to expect, it is easier for them to walk forward towards you. So you want to have a clear section, a clear way uh, uh, where you tell people, this is what it looks like to use. Okay, this is how the product works, example. Or this is how we do business. This is, um, um, this is how it works. Very simple. And then you don't go uh, more than three or maximum four steps because after that, it becomes a lot and it sounds complicated and it sounds um, exhausting. So you go three, maximum, very maximum, if you really have to, four steps uh, to do that. And there are ways to do that smartly 
and clearly so that people know uh, uh, with clarity what's ahead of them as they interact with you, with your church, with your ministry, with your business. It applies to all sorts of organizations. So that was, um, what did I say? Number eight? Okay. So let's go with number nine. Number nine. Number nine is really, really key. And that is what is called a lead generator. A lead generator. And you'll hear the term lead magnet. Um, it, it means the same, really. It is simply something that you offer on your website. So you offer that in exchange of the contact information of the people who visit your website. So obviously, it has to have value for the people that you want to attract. And you want to design that lead generator in a way that speaks specifically to those people you are going after on your website. Because you don't want a lead generator that ends up like putting you in touch with all sorts of people uh, that you can't really add value to or that you're not really called to serve. Remember that marketing is about really setting up those bridges of communication, of effective communication between you and the person you are called to serve. That's about calling and it's about fulfilling your mission. So your lead generator should be something of value to those people you're called to serve, be titled appropriately and accessible through your website, very simply. And people would be giving you their name or email or whatever in order to get this information for free. So that is something that you want on your website so you can then engage in communication with those people you are called to serve. It doesn't mean that you're selling them anything. You're not selling them anything. Uh, you're just giving value in exchange for contact information so you can continue the conversation, um, the communication, even though these people leave your website afterwards. And even if they never come back, you can continue the conversation with them afterwards. So a lead generator is very important. And oftentimes, a lead generator will be associated with something called uh, a transitional call to action. So if the call to action is something like, uh, um, and I like this illustration that Don Miller uses, something like, okay, would you marry me? Would you marry me? That's a call to action. Okay, you're not ready to say yes? Okay, now... Let's go to another date. Let's go on another date. That would be the transitional call to action. And that will lead them to your lead generator. Let's go to another date. That is the lead generator. If they're not ready yet to go with the call to action, you're calling them to take. So a lead generator or a lead magnet on your website is something that really can add value and, um, and uh, help your website work better for you. All right. Point number 10, point number 10, that is called a junk drawer. You want to have a junk drawer. So you remember I said at the beginning, um, and that was point number five, that your header should not be cluttered, should, should not be crowded. That is um, your menu, for example, shouldn't be full with a whole bunch of information and options for them to click here, click here, click here. 
So all of these things that you're tempted to put on the menu that makes it cluttered and makes it heavy, you put them in what is called the junk drawer part of your website. So it's a part that is not right on the top. It's somewhere generally at the bottom of your website where you put all the other menu items um, that you'd want to share with uh, people visiting your website. It makes your header less cluttered and it still um, provides a way for you to communicate all of these other good stuff that you think your visitors will like or appreciate. So that's a junk drawer. So important links, uh, uh, various menu items, uh, some sort of key information, whatever you want, it all goes in the junk drawer. Contact information, for example, it all goes in the junk drawer. Number 11, we're going towards the end of the episode today and I want to cover those 12 points. Um, Number 11 is you want to pay attention to SEO. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And that is a technical word to simply say you want to do things on your website so that, for example, when somebody searches you on Google or searches for something you do, you can at least show up in the search results. And eventually with time, If your SEO is done well, you will progress in the ranks of Google, for example, maybe up to the point where you show up on the first page. Somebody is looking for a mechanic and you have a a mechanic shop. Well, if you don't have SEO stuff, you will never show up. You will never be seen when somebody is ready to go see a mechanic and pay for repairs and looking for one. You will never show up in those uh, uh, search engines like Google or DuckDuckGo, etc. So you want to have SEO practices that are well implemented on your website. And uh, if all of that sounds a lot, all of these points, reach out, bold at thrive1110.com or go to the website thrive1110.ca and reach out there. And I'll just give you a free uh, review of your website uh, in light of these 12 points. So SEO is really that. It's what you do on your website, what um, these key things that you say on your website so that you can be found on the internet. So that when someone makes a research on a subject that is relevant to what you offer, uh, your product services or your ministry or your church, that they can find you online. That's very important. If nobody can find you online, Uh, Well, what's the point of having a beautifully well-designed, well-crafted website if nobody can find you online? So that's why that is important in everything related to SEO, search engine optimization. And that was point number 11. Point number 12, our last point and not the least, is analytics. You have implemented the 11 things I talked about earlier. You have a beautifully designed website, a functional website, one that works, one that actually uh, uh, draws visitors and keeps visitors longer interacting with your content and eventually taking the action you want them to take. It's all good. But if you don't have analytics, if you don't have a way to measure 
how your website is doing, then it is going to be difficult to know what goes well and what goes not so well with your website. It's going to be difficult to improve your website because you don't have analytics. So you simply don't know what your website's performance is. You don't know how many people are visiting your website. You don't know what they're looking at when they're on your website. Yeah, I know it might sound creepy, but actually that's marketing. Knowing what people are looking at in general on your website. You don't know what they like on your website, what they don't like. You don't know where they are, their eyes are so you can put relevant information exactly at that place. You don't, you don't know week after week, month after month, what is the performance of your website. So you can't tweak it and improve it and test it. So you don't know. You don't have any way of knowing really if your website is doing well um, and how you can, even if it is doing well, how you can improve it. And you might be out there saying, well, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, I have good clientele. Uh, people are coming to me. But what if, what if you were made for bigger and that your website is actually a limiting factor? What if that was the case? So you'd want to make sure that you have a website that works for you, works to increase you. And if if you say, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't need more money. Well, get that money and invest it all in the kingdom. If you know what your limit is, meaning what is enough for you, if what you have now is enough for you, that's perfect. Praise God. But don't limit your potential growth because you already know what is your limit and you're already there. Well, if you can attract more people, if God has blessed you and you can serve more people and you can increase your capacity, why not have your website work for you? And best case scenario, maybe all of the extra, all of the additional increase, well, additional and increase, or is it all of the additional profit, you could use that to invest in your community, in your city for the kingdom purposes. You could use that to bless people in need. You can use that to bless your church, to bless a ministry like CHRI, for example, or Financial Discipleship Canada, or CNCF, Canadian National Christian Foundation, could use that to bless the kingdom. So don't be selfish in that way. And sorry if I'm offending you, that's not the intention. But don't limit yourself. If God wants to increase your capacity so you can take more, go for it. So you can be a blessing even more to people around you with the extra. So I've given you all these 12 points. If you did, if you picked even two, three of them, maybe five, and implemented them as you review your website, as you create your website, you will see a good improvement in what your website does for you. And if you're wondering, how can I do this? I don't have time. I'm not sure I can do this. Or even maybe where my website stands as it is now in regards to these 12 points, just reach out to me, bold at thrive1110.com or thrive1110.ca and 
go to that website, thrive1110.ca and leave a message with your website address so I can give you a free review of your website against these points. So that's it, folks. We are at the end of our show today. If you liked this, even if you don't have a website, uh, just go to the to thrive1110.ca and say hello so I know you've listened. And if there are specific subjects that you want to hear about, send me a message on that also so I can take that into account maybe for a future episode. Until then, see you next week, same time, same channel. This is Thrive 1110, and I'm your host, Bold Kerry. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.